Welcome to Business Ninjas, brought to you by Write For Me, where you'll hear from business leaders who are out there growing their business and slaying it every day. Learn from the masters. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Business Ninjas. I'm here today with Jacob Holdman, Director of Token Relations at Prasaga. Hi, Jacob. How are you doing today? Good. How are you doing, Andrew? Happy holidays. Oh, the same to you and yours. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for spending some time with us. Please tell us a little bit about yourself and Prasaga. Yeah, so uh, as as you said, my name is Jacob Holdman, I'm Director Token Relations. Uh, I joined Prasaga about a year ago. Prasaga is a native layer one blockchain. So uh, similar to an Ethereum or Bitcoin, Um what we're looking to build really is a decentralized global operating system and a Web3 ecosystem. You've heard that uh, term Web3, I'm sure, thrown around quite a bit. It really talks about um, all the projects and applications that are built on decentralized uh, infrastructures like Ethereum, Solana, any of these other layer ones. And so that's where we're really focused is uh, being the underlying technology to really explore kind of a, a native Web3 ecosystem um, and take full, full advantage of it. Oh, very interesting. And, and, and what is the Digital Twin Consortium that you belong to? What is that? The Digital Twin Consortium, it is a, um, it's a group of uh, enterprise companies. So I think, I believe they have 300 of the top 500, uh, Fortune 500 companies. And what it is, is everyone working together in order to solve a common goal or problem that they're facing across enterprise. And so what, what it does, what it is, is it's test beds. So we're, we're currently working with them and uh, going to, to, to set up test beds and offer our technology as a solution. So we will be working hand in hand with those companies to find that solution for their problem using our technology. And so the kind of the DTC, the digital twin consortiums were part of a few standards bodies as well. Uh, these are where partnerships are, are kind of really important and, and where you actually get work done. You know, uh, our co-founders and CEO and our other co-founder and CTO, they've been on these standards bodies the last 20 years. And so they've helped do a lot of, write a lot of the standards in the IoT and smart city space, um, but have those strong relationships with these standards bodies and consortiums so that we can provide enterprise this, uh, this new technology, this blockchain technology that is really revolutionizing what a blockchain is. Now, when you say 20 years, when was ground zero for blockchain? I mean, I certainly wasn't aware of blockchain technology 20 years ago. So 2008 is when the official um, uh, Satoshi Nakamoto wrote the official white coin, Bitcoin white paper. Uh, okay. That was 2008. Blockchain ideas and kind of cryptography has been around since the 80s and 90s. Um, these standard standards bodies are focusing more on, so the digital twin consortium is all about digital twins in, in the real world, um, which is kind of uh, one problem that we face in industry a lot. And not a lot of people know about is we still operate very archaically in enterprise um, in terms of kind of like the automotive world. Uh, if you have a certain part in your car and you need the certificate proving that the metatological composition is correct, that certificate is faxed to the manufacturer. <laughs> 
you know, we're <laughs> living laugh, we have, but... I, ex, in that. That's the exact reaction we get, you know, um, it's a it's step been, up from carrier pigeon. Yeah, mm-hmm, exactly. Exactly. And it's, it's things like these, and we haven't been able to come up with a solution for, I, I can't even remember the last time I saw a fax machine, let alone used one. Um, so it's really giving these enterprises and, and companies a, a way to really kind of modernize their processes and their operations, but also give the advantages of a blockchain where you have that immutable, transparent data that really helps with kind of where we're going as a world today. You know, everyone wants transparency. Everyone is kind of um, aware or kind of suspect of shady stuff that goes on in enterprises because we don't have that transparency with outside of businesses into governments, government spending and stuff like that as well. And so the use cases for blockchain are endless. Um, Mm -hmm. It really is just a way of giving power back to the people. And that's kind of the way that we see it. Now you own your own data. That's big. One of the biggest topics of the last couple years is big data and Google and, and Facebook and all their revenue coming from data that we are using and producing. Um, we actually, one of the projects that we're working with right now is all about data and data privacy and allowing you to kind of silo your own data. Mm-hmm. And then they're creating a marketplace where you'll be able to either rent or lease out your data to different companies. And so this, it's a project called My Data. Um, they started with kind of legal data at first, but are going into the civilian realm. And so that's one of the projects we're, we're actually very excited um, to start building on us and, and to start working with. Hey, as a consumer, I appreciate what you're doing. This last political season alone, I cannot possibly quantify the number of political texts that I got on my phone, which means my data mm-hmm. is going far and wide. It is just a spamathon now. So exactly, I, I, I appreciate you out there trying to protect uh, my rights and everybody's rights for that matter. Uh, tell me a little bit about the origin story of Prasaga. When did it come to be, and and how did that happen? Yeah, so we actually started back in 2017, um, originally as an IoT and smart city company. So internet, uh, smart city is kind of like your smart home where you can turn off your lights, adjust your thermostat, set your security system all from your phone. It's, it's really about the interoperability of devices and being able to re- read real-time data from those devices. Okay. Um, what we had was a, a message bust. And that would simply translate or relay the data from the devices to the human. So to tell the humans what all the devices data output is. In 2016, 2017, we really saw the demise of IOT uh, because of the walled gardens that were starting to go, starting to go up. Google and Apple and Samsung and GE are never going to let their devices interoperate because they want that data. So the original goal of this project was to decentralize IoT, create a system where you can have a fully interoperable um, IoT platform, but you own all the data. The data isn't given to the the companies and and, and big tech and stuff like that. You own your data and you can choose what you want to do with that data. Uh, So that's kind of, that's what the original goal was. And in 2018, uh, we had a fund ask us what we were going to do about scale. And 
we have one of the highest performance, um, most scalable message bus out there for in terms of the IoT world. They were asking about scale of the blockchain. And so we took about, we, we had planned an ICO. Uh, so back then, 2017, 2018, uh, initial coin offerings were all the buzz. Uh, there was a huge boom, tons of protocols made hundreds of millions of dollars off of it. And then it, the industry really took a, a, a nosedive and kind of to where we are now. Um, but we had shut down the ICO because we were not um, confident that we had the, the technology to deliver. We would not be able to put this message bus on one of the layer ones that was out there because they would not scale to, to where, what we need. And nothing against the current layer ones, you know, they are great for the ecosystem that they live in right now, which is mainly DeFi, NFTs and trading. Our goal was really to push it out of that, enter the 96%. And so as we began to began to develop this native chain, we really saw the possibilities of of what it could be. And that's why now we're just an infrastructure um we're not building businesses we're enabling businesses to be built we're giving them that underlying technology in a scalable and a much easier to use way uh we actually chose python as our programming language because that is 85 percent of the world's devs know python and consider it their main language one of the biggest barriers to entry in blockchain right now is developers um you're having to pay a Solidity developer, which they're the ones that uh, write smart contracts, like Ethereum-based developers, they're getting, they're making 100 to 250k a year. Where a Python dev, you can still get for 30,000, 40,000. I assume that we're talking another, you know, India, Philippines, other countries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even uh, Latin America. Latin America is actually really become um, a hub of developers, especially kind of Web2 developers that, and we, we do a lot of uh, work over in um, Asia and Southeast Asia. Uh, we actually, our dev shop right now is from Hanoi. Um, and so they're amazing devs. And now we have uh, kind of a team that knows our Saga Python that we can now outsource as well. And so it's, it's really, really what we're trying to do is, is get more people into blockchain, but give them the technology that they can build something that has utility. You can actually give them the ability to build a sustainable business on the chain rather than just kind of, oh, I hope my coin goes a thousand X. Because in the past month there, that's the one thing about this industry, which is such a bummer, is there are so many that are just in there for a money grab. You know, we had this big bull run in early 21, 22, that completely changed everything and you'd have a, a token go a thousand X in 30 days and making people millionaires, which was, which was incredible. But what happened is the market got saturated with all these, these projects that just. My aunt and uncle are never going to buy an NFT. They're never going to want to go on a, a, on a DeFi protocol and try to buy some other coins or, or take advantage of, um, of kind of yield aggregators and places where you can get yield on your coins. It's just, it's, too, it's too complicated for them. And our goal is, is how do we get everyone else on board? And so that's why we made it easier to use and kind of in the underlying tech, 
you can do a lot more with it as well. Uh, you can do full composability. You, the best way to think of it is we are making the evolution from MS-DOS to Windows. So I, I'm sure you uh, you might know what that is. Um, I personally have no experience <laughs> with MS-DOS. But, but, I've but got a few our, years on you. I programmed in BASIC when I was in the fifth grade on a, on a computer that had a cassette drive for uh, memory, but that's a little before your time. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> our, our CTO actually wrote uh, the program WYSIWYG. What you see yes. is what you get. Yep. Yeah. So he couldn't write legibly when he was 14 back in 1978. Uh, he went to school with Dr. Wang of Wang Computer's daughter. And so Dr. Wang gave him a cassette tape, just like you said, uh, and he wrote WYSIWYG on it, sent it back, and it became the Wang word processor and uh, wow. pretty much every word processor since. Wow. Well, I, I, I hope he's reaped the benefits of that little trademark in the corner there. <laughs> I, I'm sure Apple has, uh, Apple back in the day signed a big old contract with him. <laughs> it's important to get information like this out that for the average person, you say blockchain, and it only means one thing to them. And obviously, mm -hmm. in the current news cycle, that's not a good thing. So to know that there's people with, with good intentions out there developing um, uh, technology that everyone can benefit from, both in a private security and data manner and, and any number of other connectivity ways, that's, that's fabulous. What verticals does your company service, uh, service? Who are you working with? So we really are an infrastructure. Uh, the possibilities are endless. Starting out, however, uh, just because of the size of our team and where our expertise lies, uh, we're really kind of focusing on uh, regulated industry. So uh, things like supply chain. Supply chains are number one. Our chief product officer, uh, Rich Phillips, he actually joined us from uh, GE Digital. He was the chief architect of aviation there and has about 20 years of industry experience in automotive and aerospace uh, supply chain and manufacturing. And so uh, supply chain is, is what we did kind of what got us off the ground and where we are now uh, was our demo that we put together in spring of 2021 for Bosch Automotive of putting an automotive supply chain on a blockchain. And uh, from there, we really, that kind of kicked us, kicked us off. And uh, we're at the point now where we've released the, um, the alpha version of our operating system and looking for testnet uh, within the next 30 to 45 days. So those applications will start to be able to test on the actual consensus method, which is the underlyings of the, of the blockchain, um, where the security comes from pretty much. And so, um, so automotive uh, supply chain and manufacturing is, is a big one. Um, they did $15.5 trillion in transactions uh, in 2020. One, so that's um, as a, a nonprofit, uh, not for profit. Uh, kind of how our revenue works is is we will take a foundation fee from every transaction fee. So our goal is very high levels of transactions. So supply chain is a pretty good base to start from uh, in terms of getting us to to build a sustainable um, protocol that will be able to become self sustaining and run into the future. Um, outside of automotive. Uh, pharma phase one and phase two testing. We've been ha we mm -hmm. have a lot of conversations and, and it's our kind of our second vertical. Then regulated medical device, and then one that actually just uh, came up came up a, about two weeks ago or so is payroll and rights management in Hollywood, um, 
because actors in Hollywood are just being paid by so many different people that it really creates a lot of unnecessary kind of headache and confusion between uh, for the actors getting paid. Additionally, with rights management, you know, what if a company pays a, a commercial actor for a commercial, but that actor wants royalties whenever if the commercial is played from there on out, you know, if, if, mm-hmm. if the commercial is a little bit more popular, they play it more, that artist deserves to get paid for what they're doing for that company. And so that's something you can build into our system where that actor would be able to shut off access to her likeness and image to the company. And so this is kind of a, a big area that, that we just really about two weeks ago, we really started to explore it. Um, but that's the thing in all of these industries, everything is a mess. Uh, there's so many problems that these industries face that that blockchain with its immutability, especially, and the way that we build in kind of rights and I guess gatekeeping. So kind of what you can do, who you can interact with, um, really, really give those industries a very good solution to their problems. And it's all digitalized. That's Did you use the words not-for-profit a a moment ago? Yes. Prasaga is a non-profit company? Yeah, we are a foundation based out of uh, Zug, Switzerland, actually. Really? Mm -hmm. Speak speak to that a little bit. What's the intent of the foundation? So the intent of the foundation is really living the ethos of of what we are um, as a blockchain company. Uh, The blockchain... The original ethos that uh, Satoshi Nakamoto set out for was to create a, a platform where people can trade and inter- and transact with each other without any oversight and, no- and nothing they can do to stop it. Additionally, with very low fees, so you're not paying those SWIFT and IBAN fees that are, can become astronomical. We're really just building on that. Our, our goal is to create a global ecosystem where you don't need oversight. If you want to transact with someone and you're legally able to transact with them, no one should be able to tell you, you cannot do that. Um, And with the foundation set up that, that goes along with the the decentralization. Um, We have uh, plans to actually make the foundation a DAO, a decentralized autonomous organization at one point where the foundation will be run by the community. Um, we have voting measures. So if you want to change anything about the foundation, um, at a certain point, you'll be able to put it up for a vote. If that vote gets, um, or if that kind of proposal gets approved, then it will go out to the community. It's a one person, one vote, uh, majority rules to get a change implemented into the foundation. Fabulous. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, this is important for people to know, because again, the average person knows no nothing as far as good intent when you use mm-hmm. the word blockchain or Web3. Everybody just thinks NFTs and, and Bitcoin. And I won't mention some names of people who were in the press in the last <laughs> few weeks because you know, they, are, they are tainting your entire ecosystem there. Now, when I asked you about the, the verticals you surface, you mentioned everyone that has been exposed is having a supply chain issue during COVID, right? The, the mm-hmm. auto industry, good Lord. I mean, it used cars were up 30, 40% cause the parts couldn't be found or sourced and all that kind of stuff. So tell me about both the uh, challenges and opportunities for growth that COVID presented in the last couple of years for you. Um, challenges definitely, I think 
not COVID, but just who we are. Uh, we are a completely different approach than any blockchain. Uh, all blockchains right now, they're, they're what we call smart contract platforms. Um, so that's like the Ethereum where you could actually do more than just send Bitcoin back and forth. You could do build applications on top of a blockchain. We're pushing that f- even further and we get rid of smart contracts and we, we move to just accounts. And so that really allows for kind of the scalability of the blockchain. But the challenge is getting everyone to kind of get on board because um as our CTO likes to say, it's like, this is a technology leap. This is something that you've, no one has ever seen before. Um, without the proof, a lot of people are like, you're crazy. This will never work. We are actually coming, uh, releasing some simulations in the algorithms behind the scalability and, and exactly how we're doing it uh, either this week or next week. So those, that's something that we'll have finally that we're, we're in the kind of uh, the process of development that we can actually, our CTO came out, he's like, okay, now now I'll tell everyone how to do it since we built it first. Um, <laughs> so I, I would say that was one of the challenges and, and especially with enterprise, just being a blockchain company, there's such that stigma around it, you know, that it takes a lot to kind of convince an enterprise. And a lot of enterprises have been burned by blockchains that they've worked with. Um, IBM and, and Maersk just got out of blockchain completely because they were not able to do the complex processes that they needed to do. And so that that is what we're here for. We're here to give you a, a full composable blockchain that you can build sustainable business businesses and, and even new business models off of. That's fabulous. Really, it's fascinating. And again, I'm one of those people that you say blockchain and there's a recoil just because mm-hmm. I'm not aware enough of, of people like you and what you guys are doing. Um, what's something you would like to be celebrating a year from now, personally, professionally? Uh, so one of the things from, from a year uh, in a year from now, we're, we're close to launch and kind of we're starting to onboard projects. I'm starting to get to know a lot more projects. And this is one of my favorite things is is meeting those people, those founders and those projects. Um, but we have a venture studio approach that we're taking with our chain where we will open a venture studio in order to fund projects to build on our chain. And so I, I think within about a year, uh, I'm, I'm hoping to be celebrating the, the opening of that venture studio and uh, being able to kind of dig in and start to get to know these founders and, and what they're doing and kind of why they're special um, and, and building with them. And that's, that's the biggest thing. And I think one of the most rewarding things that will come out of this is all the people will be able to help because we have that's our focus. We want to help people build their own business. We think everyone should be their own business owner. Why not? You know, give them a technology that's easy to use that they can take advantage of the Web3 ecosystem and blockchain and actually get out and make a change and a difference in the world. Hey, I repeat, I truly appreciate that there are people in your space with the, the head and heart that you your company has, truly. I, so I appreciate been, that. Oh, really. Um, please tell everybody what your URL is and what social media channels you use and how, how we can find Prasaga. Yeah, so uh, prasaga.com is our, uh, our website. You can find us on Twitter at Prasaga Official. Uh, 
Telegram is also at Prasaga Official. And then our Discord is discord.gg forward slash Prasaga. Excellent. Jacob Holdman, Director of Token Relations at Prasaga. Fascinating conversation. I wish you and yours healthy, happy holidays and the best of, of luck in the future. I'm really excited to see what you guys do. Thank you very much, Andrew, and you as well. Have a, a great holiday season. And hope your uh, new year gets started off well. Hey, are you a business ninja? Want to be interviewed like this? Give us a shout. Go to www.writeforme.io, W-R-I-T-E-F-O-R-M-E.io, and schedule a time to meet with us, and we'll make it happen. Keep slaying it, y'all.